Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of What Does This Data Say? Now, today I'm going to talk about a highly debated topic about Hindi being used as a national language. My question to all of you, therefore, is do we really need a national language? I'll be showing you some data using which you can make your own judgment and assessment. There are two more things which I like to tell you before I start this episode. Firstly, a bit about myself. My mother tongue is Hindi. My wife's mother tongue is different. It's Dogri. My children were born, brought up in Hyderabad. So they are very conversant with the local language Telugu. And having stayed here for many years, I know a bit of Telugu and many other South Indian languages. So this is only to set the record straight that I am not biased against any language. In fact, I like to pick up any language if I get a chance to do so. Now, the second point is that I always believe that learning a language is because of one's need. If there is a need or a requirement, we will learn a language very quickly. I'm going to show you a one and a half minute clip. This clip is about a British tourist who is moving through the bylanes of Udaipur and he comes across a roadside lady who is obviously a local who is selling the stone cut artifacts, the small sculptures, which one sees very often in Indian handicraft shops. Now, this tourist has picked up very few words of Hindi and that lady has picked up enough of English so that the two can make a conversation. Just have a look at that clip. Really like it. Wow. Namaskar. Kishore. Wow. Bhoza cha. Harry. Aapka naam? Leela. You make it? Yeah. Whoa. Oh my God. Single stone and make it. Oh my god, today? Yeah, today? Today, long time making. Oh my god, you can feel it. It's kind of like uh, it's still, it's still, it's still got the powder on it. So impressive. Yes. Model elephant, Ganesha. Face. Yeah. Elephant, Ganesha. Which one would it look like? This, 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 this. Ah. This one's a pixel. Uh huh. But this will turn into which no. one? No, new one. Ah. The small elephant baby inside. Ah, the baby's inside. Whoa. Oh my this god. Country? Sorry? Country? Uh, England. In England, sir. Uh, let's have a look. Whoa, it's like a box. That's so smooth. Oh my god. That's the. Uh, Oh, it's even got screws on it. It's got, um, wow. Oh, yeah. Marble. Marble. Whoa, it's so beautiful. Kidney ruby? 150. 150? Yeah. So that's like uh, $2. Thank you very much. Got a nice elephant. Actually, I will, uh, I'll, I'll keep it. I was amazed at that lady's knowledge of English. She knew enough of English to make a transaction, while the tourist knew enough of Hindi 
to complete the transaction. In the end, the business was conducted and both went off happy. Now this reiterates my belief that when there is a need, we will learn a language. Now why am I saying all this? This is with respect to Mr. Amit Shah, who is our Home Minister, his statement in Parliament last month. In a parliamentary committee meeting, he said people from different states should speak in Hindi and not in English. He made a few more comments. Hindi should be alternative to English and not to local languages. Now, personally, I feel Amit Shahji being the Home Minister of our country, it was a very unnecessary comment that he made. Now, once he said that, all the Hindi chauvinists from North India and the anti-Hindi brigade from the South all jumped in. And quite unnecessarily, our film stars also jumped into the fray. In response to one tweet from K. Sudipa, Ajay Devgan said that if according to you, Hindi is not our national language, then why do you dub films which are made in your mother tongue into Hindi? And then Sudharamaya came up and said Hindi was and will never be our national language. I, in a sense, he was right. There is no national language of India and when you tell this to people, they do get sometimes shocked or surprised. Therefore, I decided to dig into this issue and try to get some data about Indian languages. So just to put the matter straight, I'll show you the difference between a national language and an official language. The national language is any language that is used for political, cultural and social functions. It is an emotional issue. It is a sort of an identity for all of us. It is like our national flag or national bird or national animal. There is a, should be a national language. Whereas an official language is the language that is used for government business. That's in our court, in our parliament, in our assemblies or any other business purposes. Now, one should note that Hindi language is an official language of the central government as per Article 343, along with English, which is an associate official language. Now, these two languages are used by our central government. Both Hindi and English are used by our central government according to our constitution and there is no national language but there are dozens of official languages. Now if you search for Indian languages on the net, you will come across this map very often. Now this map shows the, the states in India and the most widely used language in that state. There is no doubt that Hindi is widely spoken in some form or the other across North India and is the most commonly used language. While the other states are all associated with a single language which are shown here according to the state boundaries. Now, many politicians from the North India use this map and tell the entire country that Hindi is the most widely used language or understood language. Therefore, other states should also communicate in Hindi. Now, in order to put all the data in the right perspective, I'll very quickly look at the origins 
and the categories of our Indian languages. This is the map which shows that all the North Indian languages are coming from, are known as Indo-Aryan languages and have been influenced by languages from the West like Persian, Arabic, Turkish and other European languages. Whereas in the South, the Dravidian languages are all homegrown. These are true Indian languages, if you may want to call them so. They are predominantly in these four southern states with pockets in the other regions nearby. The third category of languages are called the Sino-Tibetan languages, which have influences from the east from China and are spoken in our northeastern states. Now I'll show you the timeline of development of the southern languages and compare it with Hindi and English. I don't vouch for these timelines because I have picked them up from uh, many sources, but it does give a, a kind of a overall broad picture. The oldest Indian language remains Vedic Sanskrit, which was developed in the year 1500 BC. Then among the Dravidian languages, Telugu appears to be the oldest language which uh, has traces of being used in 400 BC along with almost Tamil which also started being developed around 600 BC. Then we have Kannar which came in around 550 AD along with Malayalam in 850 AD. Hindustani or Urdu language started being becoming prevalent from the 6th century onwards. Hindi is a very late entry. The Hindi that we know of and as we speak today started being developed in the 12th or 13th century. And English came to India through the British. The in English is an Anglo-Saxon language which was developed in Germany and then spread to England in 500 AD or so. So if there is any pride in a language of being a national language, we should seriously look at the Dravidian languages which are more Indian than the North Indian languages which had external influences. Everyone knows that according to the 8th schedule of our constitution, there are 22 languages which are listed there. Now, why are they listed there and why the 8th schedule? At least that is not very clear to me. Here is the data from the 22 languages and how many people speak that language. On top is uh, Hindi, which is spoken by 53 crore people and the number of speakers are 45%. And then second place, we have Bengali spoken by 9.7 crores, Marathi 8.3 crores, Telugu 8.11 crores and Tamil by 6.9 crore people. And the list goes on. Uh, then we have Gujarati at around five and a half crores and Urdu, Kannara, Uriya, etc. going down to Sanskrit, which is just spoken today by only 24,000 people. You may have noticed that English has not been listed as a language in the eighth schedule. That is quite surprising because English is the official language of several states. In fact, Chandigarh has only one official language, which is English, though a majority of people in Chandigarh speak either Hindi or Punjabi.
people having a mother tongue of english in the country is around 2,60,000. Now, don't we should not confuse this with people knowing English and speaking English. These are people whose mother tongue is English, mostly in Goa and in the Northeast. The list of languages in the eighth schedule have grown over a period of time. In 1950, there were only 14 languages. In 67, Sindhi was added. In 1992, Konkani, Manipuri and Nepali were added. In 2003, Bodo, Dogri, Maithili and Santali were added. And in 2011, the spelling of Odia was changed from Oriya to Odia. So there is no hard and fast rule of how many languages there can be in the air schedule. There were various committees set up by the union government and all of them recommended that they cannot make a, a precise rule of when to add a language to this schedule. Now, on the other hand, the states are free to declare any language as their official language and it need not be from the eighth schedule alone. They can have one, two or many or even scores of language as the official language of that state. And this is something which I actually do not understand because the business transacted by the government will be done only in one or two languages. For instance, Andhra Telugu is the official language and also English, Bihar, Hindi and Urdu, Chhattisgarh, Hindi and Chhattisgarhi. You come down to Jharkhand, Jharkhand has Hindi and then lot of other languages have been declared as second official language. Look at other states, each of them have a local language and then a second language which is most of the time it is English. You come to the remaining list, West Bengal. Look at West Bengal. It's Bengali, English, and then the entire list of um, languages in that state, which includes Urdu, Hindi, Punjabi, even Telugu. And here's a list of our UTs. If you see, uh, Andaman Nicobar has Hindi and English. Delhi has Hindi and English. Jammu Kashmir has all the languages and so on and so forth. So let's see which is the official language which is used most widely in our state. And this brings out an interesting aspect. English is the most widely used official languages in India. It is used in 21 states. Hindi comes next at 17, Urdu at 7, Telugu in 4 states, Bengali in 4 states, Punjabi, Marathi in 3, Gujarati, Tamil in 2 and then this list goes on which I am not showing here. But I wanted to emphasize the fact that English remains the most widely used official language in our states. And this is something that our minister should be aware of when he says that other languages should be replaced by Hindi. Now, the story of languages in our age schedule doesn't end here. According to the Home Ministry, there are 38 more languages 
which are under consideration for inclusion into the eighth schedule. Some of these languages you may not even have heard of, like Angita or Dhakti, Karbi, but some of them you might have heard of, like Rajasthani, Bhojpuri, or Pahari, which is spoken in Himachal and Uttarakhand, and Tulu, which is a very common language of uh, Western Karnataka. So now the, the issue becomes very interesting. Now these 38 languages which are aspiring to get into the H schedule must be a language in their own right according to the Home Ministry. Now the speakers of many of these languages are getting classified uh, in some other languages. I have here done an analysis of how many people are getting classified as Hindi speakers. And these are the languages which turn out to be, they have about 10 crore 75 lakh people who are speaking a language which is other than Hindi but keep getting counted as Hindi speaker speakers. Now some of them are, are very very uh, obvious like Bhojpuri. It is a language in its own right. We have Bhojpuri films coming in, Chhattisgadi, Garwali and Pahari and Rajasthani which is the Marwadi uh, language. So in all these 38 languages are spoken by 13 crore 66 lakhs 56,517 people according to the 2011 census. And out of these, 10 crore 75 lakhs 53,600 are added as Hindi speakers. So that earlier figure of 53 crore Hindi speakers actually comes down by 11 crores. So this map which I had shown in the beginning actually needs to be redrawn. We should have Bihar being shown as Bhojpuri, Maithili, then Chhattisgarh as Chhattisgadi, Rajasthan as Marwadi and a couple of other languages and the entire northern belt as Pahadi language. And apart from the eighth schedule, there are the numerous official languages which I am shown in the dashboard here. And you can count them, there will be around 40 or 50 of them. And I still haven't touched upon the hundreds of dialects that the Indian languages have. As a Hindi speaker myself, there are many regions in the country where I go and I am unable to immediately catch the local dialect of Hindi. For instance, if many of you know that if you come to Hyderabad, understanding Hyderabad Hindi takes a day or two. So I just want to in the end say that one should not confuse between unity and uniformity. We can be united even though we have multiple languages. There is no reason why a person in Tanjavur should understand Hindi and similarly why should a person in Bihar understand Tamil. The two will understand if the need arises and they have any business to conduct. And that's why the request to politicians is, please leave this issue alone. We are good as we are and we all stand united. Thank you for watching this episode. I'll meet you again next week with some more interesting data. Till then, Namaskar.